Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody, to the 77th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. And I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. I know this is a very difficult season for moms as the new year approaches in COVID style. And it's especially difficult because for many of your teens, they're already starting the school year off disappointed. And to be honest, maybe you are too. If you're having a hard time with your teen and they're not adjusting or you feel there's more conflict and what you've tried is just not working, let me help you. I would love to coach you. I can give you private mom coaching. It's confidential. We can just schedule a one-time consultation or as many sessions as you need. It's up to you. I still have some spaces available. Just email me at colleen at dialdownthedrama.com. It's been six months of everything COVID-19. Back in April, you definitely thought your teens would be back in school by now and things would be back on track. But the uncertainty in our world is still whirling around. Financial uncertainty and instability. Many of you are trying to keep your businesses afloat. Many of you have been furloughed. Add to this political and civil uncertainty, unrest, and discord. And the uncertainty of our future as we see the rise of COVID in many states. Even though many of us have stopped watching the news because it's so depressing, the uncertainty still has a way of infiltrating our homes and our life. Last Saturday, I was really excited to have a relaxing day and to be able to write all day with no other pressures or distractions. But that's not how it went down. Early Saturday a.m., I could hear my beloved dog, Lily, getting sick. She was completely fine the night before. I had taken her on a long walk. And Lily normally is a very strong, buff, 55-pound rescue dog, black and white, super cute. And she's four years old. Um, And she basically stopped any puppyish behavior. But she had obviously eaten something that had made her very, very sick. And I will spare you the details. But she was not okay. And I could tell that she was in a lot of pain. I let her out in the backyard, and she hid behind the bushes, which was really strange behavior for her. I knew she was scared and really felt bad. I had to cut back branches to be able to get to her. I put a leash on her, and she slowly came with me. She hesitantly hopped into my car, and I took her to the emergency animal hospital. The hospital said that they would take walk-ins, but what that really meant was that you would sit in your car with the AC running because it's 100 degrees in Houston and wait, which I did, for well over two hours. The biggest challenge for me while I was in the car was all the uncertainty. I'd asked, how long a wait before you see Lily? And they answered, well, there are five dogs ahead of you. Well, how long do you think that's going to take? We can't tell you that. There was this uncertainty of how long I was going to have to wait there. And I could see my ideal writing day disappearing as the time kept going on. And then the big, of course, uncertainty 
was what was wrong with Lily? And I need to tell you, I've never loved a dog as much as I love this one. She has been one of the most positive distractions through all this COVID stuff. And so I would tell myself, well, I'm sure she'll be fine. And then I'd try to busy myself with looking at the phone. I thought, I wonder if I could map out my next podcast while I'm sitting here. But I couldn't think of anything. I was so distracted. I'd turn around and check on Lily, and I'd see her on the floor, my back seat, hardly moving, with rapid breathing. And then the second hour, the floodgates burst open, and all the fear stories flooded out. This could be serious. What if I lose her? I I could lose her. And I felt all these feelings, like I actually had lost her. And then I thought about COVID and everything that's been lost, and it just kept going. Now, the good news is that they took Lily in, and after one night in the animal hospital and getting fluids in her and starting her on antibiotics, um, she's okay. So I got a phone call the next morning that Lily had eaten her food and was doing really well. And in 24 hours, she is back on my sofa, happily taking a nap. Okay, but here's the reason I told you this story. This is only a two and a half hour waiting in the car and less than 24 hours of me not knowing what was going on with Lily. And all this uncertainty impacted me in a pretty big way. I was stressed out and distracted. And you have been living in your version of uncertainty for six months. Yes, the uncertainty is going to impact you and your relationships. And here's the dilemma. We live in an uncertain time, and the brain loves certainty and hates uncertainty. What this means is that the brain loves to close the loop. It hates open loops. It likes definitive answers. It likes to close out files. It loves resolution. And when the brain doesn't get that, it obsesses. It keeps looking for a way to get some conclusive answer. It needs a way to process all of this uncertainty, and one of the biggest ways it does this is through story. You create your own story of what's going on. So after six months of COVID and living in all of this uncertainty, what kind of stories are you telling yourself about COVID? About school this fall, your family, your spouse, your teens, your life, the state of this world, and your future, and your children's future? And you may be thinking, Colleen, why are you spending a whole podcast on stories? What's the big deal? It's such a huge deal. The story you tell yourself is going to impact your life and everyone in it. First, we're going to explore some of the big challenges that we face around our stories. First, when you've had six months of uncertainty, the stories tend to be negative. You wouldn't typically consider yourself a negative person, but now you probably don't wake up in the morning singing zippity-doo-dah, my oh my, what a wonderful day. Now, at the same time, you put on a brave face for your teen. You tell your son or daughter, you need to be positive. Your teen's negativity, though, drives you nuts. Their negative stories are so out there, so extreme, like a big billboard on the side of the highway. It's not hidden at all. There's nothing to figure out. They yell out something like, online school is going to suck. Now, you may feel exactly the same way, but you're trying to be positive for your teen's sake. 
But your grown-up version of this negative story still plays in the background of your mind. The second big challenge about the story you tell yourself is that you may not even be aware of the story. You are so in your story that you don't have any distance to analyze your story. Maybe the thing that you are aware of is you don't have any energy, or when you think about the fall semester, you just feel sad, or you are just dreading the fall. Often we have two stories going on at the same time. We have our brave face for our family story, and while the more negative story is playing in the background, these stories do the most damage to our energy and our vitality. Three, the stories in the background are not the stories we want. They are our fear stories around what we fear is going to happen. Often they don't surface until they are triggered, and our teens are great at triggering them. Here's an example. You tell your daughter she can't go to Brianna's house because you know there will be a lot of kids there and they won't be social distancing. Your daughter has a complete meltdown that she can't go over to her friend's house. And then the sinking feeling comes over you and you start to feel depressed. If you spent some time journaling about these feelings, you would probably come up with your adult version playing in the back of your mind. You think, this fall semester is going to suck. Now, these stories in the background tend to be stories that come from the lower part of the brain, the limbic system. Teens spend most of their time functioning from the lower brain. That's why they just blurt out their negative stories, and they don't even try to filter them at all. And these stories are binary, black and white. There is no middle ground or perspective. It's so easy to see in your teen. It's when they say things like, she's so mean, the teacher's stupid, he's so fake, she's so weird, I never get to do anything, no one likes me. Adult versions of this are a lot more hidden. The fear of others finding out your story can isolate moms. You're afraid that your daughter's falling behind in school and she'll be even more behind this fall semester. You worry how this will impact her future. So the story in your head can get very binary. She's behind and won't catch up. Or my son's going down the wrong path. Because these stories are in the lower brain, you can't access any solution which makes you feel more afraid. You wouldn't want to tell another mom this because you feel that you would be judged. Four, these stories in the background activate our sympathetic nervous system. They keep us in a constant state of stress. It wears out our immune system. It keeps us enough distracted that it's hard to really think things through or get anything done. We just find that we have made one more trip to the pantry in the kitchen, hoping that something salty or sweet will make us feel better. And Ben and Jerry's is my favorite go-to. These background stories cause us to lose hope and makes us feel there's nothing we can do about it. We can feel things like, I'm at my wit's end. I feel like I'm in prison. I can't breathe. I'm sick of everyone in my family. My career is falling apart. I'm going to always be like this. I'll never be happy again. It's just going to get worse. There must be something wrong with me. Maybe it's the end of the world. I can't do this. It's too late. Mom, Maybe you're aware of your story and maybe you're not. Maybe you just feel blah, numb, or maybe you feel out of sorts. Maybe you can't think of anything that would make you happy. Maybe you feel there is no hope. I promise you, underneath all those feelings is a story. 
If you're going to allow a story to have so much power over your life and over your relationships and your family, you want to make sure your story is true and it's not just fear. The crazy thing is how badly we want to hold on to these negative stories. They feel true and we grip them tightly even though they make our lives miserable. I promise you, Mom, things are not as bad as your story. Right now, we are going to turn around the story that you don't want and help you get clear about the story that you do want. I'm not saying we're going to be all everything is beautiful and not deal with reality. The deal is we don't want disaster, trauma, or fear stories wiping out all possibility of receiving the beauty and the blessing that is here for us in the here and now. So what do we need to do? First, you need to become aware of the story that you're telling yourself. Here's another metaphor for that background story. The closest beach to me is Galveston Beach. I love it because I love the ocean. But anyone who's been to Galveston knows this, that the water is really murky and muddy. You can have your hands a few inches under the water and you can't see them. You have no idea what's in the water until you see a fish jump out or if you bump into something in the water or step on something. And your background story is sometimes hidden like the Galveston water. You don't know what's in there until you bump into it. What I find is helpful is to spend some time meditating or praying or journaling about it. For example, once you have bumped into something that brings up a really strong emotion, you're bumping into something really significant for you. And you want to explore this with a mindset of curiosity and not shame when you go into these muddy waters. Remember, these are just thoughts. It's not who you are. And here are some examples. Why did I get so over-the-top angry with my son when he walked past me in the living room and didn't acknowledge I was there? Why am I so sad when I think about my birthday coming up? These questions are a starting place to discover the story underneath it, like, So why did I get so over-the-top angry with my son? Well, maybe the story is that Everyone takes advantage of me. Or, why am I so sad when I think about my birthday coming up? Well, maybe the story is, I feel I've wasted my life and I'll never be happy. Two, once you have excavated your thought, feeling, or story, then you want to ask yourself, is this story 100% true? Like, if the story is, COVID-19 is the new normal, well, I mean, like, that kind of makes sense. But when you start analyzing that statement, what does that really mean? You want to push against the story that you don't want, like COVID is the new normal, and say, we have no idea what things will be like in three months or six months. Is it possible that by the spring, things have shifted so that kids are back in school and we can get on with our life? Well, yes, that's possible. Life will change, and though we have been traumatized that it will change for the worst, it can also change for the better. If you're thinking, how do you know that it's going to get better? The whole world could end. Well, I guess that could happen, but do you want to be right about that? If I'm going to err, it's going to be err on the side of hope. See, you can't be confident that your story is 100% true just for the fact that it hasn't happened yet. Three. 
How can you make the most of what is? When your negative background story is running your life, it blinds you and zaps your energy for making the most of what is. So many of you moms will have kids start school in the fall online. And a great question for you to ask is how to make the most of this. How do I make the most of what is? The answer is going to be in the details and the answer is doable. The answer is getting back to the things that you do when you're feeling good and you have a little hope. You start planning, you get more productive, you avoid the chips, you cut down on the big bags of popcorn or bottles of wine, you go back to your daily disciplines that work for you like, oh, I feel better when I walk with a friend in the mornings, I do better when I meditate. You stop ignoring things with your teens. You go back to having them leave their phones downstairs. You get clear about your expectations about when your teens go to bed and when they need to get up and how they can help you in the house. And even though your schedule has been thrown off, once again, you sit down with pen and paper and you figure it out once again. See, to start moving forward, we have to deal with this negative background story. If we don't, it's like one foot is on the brake and one foot is on the accelerator, and we just don't go anywhere. Another great question to ask yourself is, what healthy daily rituals have I stopped doing? Maybe it's you've disconnected with some of your friends. In the beginning of COVID, everyone was doing Zoom happy hours, and then we got burned out on Zoom. So go back to that. Who can you reconnect with in another Zoom happy hour? Who is someone you can invite to social distance on your driveway? In other words, we can keep living and improving our quality of life through very simple things that are doable. And the biggest reason we want to deal with this negative background thought or story is that it hurts our relationships. These negative stories can cause your daughter to doubt if her best friend is really your best friend or have you doubt if you want to stay married. It contributes to the feeling that you really can't stand your daughter or even your dog. If everyone in your house is living out of their negative stories, well, it's just not good. Another great question to ask is, what would happen in my life and in my relationships if I let go of my negative story? What would I do differently? And that opens up a possibility for what you do want. It redirects your creative imagination for what can be. A good question to ask is, what ways can you love yourself well and love the others around you at this time? And here's another question. What do you want right now, even with all these constrictions? The good news is that the answer is often the simple things. And COVID can't stop that or even online school can't stop that. Simple things are all around you. As I write this, I see my dog Lily at home, healthy and snoring on my sofa, and I am happy. Friends, this is not the time to numb out and let your negative story blindly lead your life. This is a time to dive deep and anchor to what you really believe and value. This is a time to be wide awake and realize that how you respond to this COVID crisis is having a profound impact on everyone around you, including your teens. We can't do this alone. We need each other. And moms, I'm here for you. I don't want you to feel that you're alone. And for all the real 
big issues that are way bigger than any of us, this is a time to lean into something that is way greater than any of us, to lean into faith in a loving God, source or universe, whatever words you choose to call this. And you can start small. Take a five-minute pause and listen to meditation music. Journal for 10 minutes. Set an intention for the beginning of school. I see you. I'm cheering you on. Choose a different story. Choose the story you want. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.